0: This is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian.
1: I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes.
0: And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like AM Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at A&M Reviews.
1: And follow us on Instagram at Mose underscore TV16.
0: And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore
1: which will be linked in our podcast.
0: Thanks for listening. Hey, So we just saw this pretty cool movie,
1: right? Yeah. Spider-Man um, Far From Home.
0: Right. The movie from the character you have all seen enough of on the big screen. But this is a pretty good
1: movie. So. I, come on. I know you. Let's that. not be disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> we just started. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe
0: that's my role in this show. The pessimistic one. I'm the Burt to your Ernie. But. Um,
1: Only when it comes to Spider-Man. And DC exactly characters,
0: America. and DC. <laughs> um, no, Far From Home was I really liked it. It was really good.
1: Yes, I have to agree. This movie was amazing. It it far exceeded my expectations.
0: I I won't say that. I think I was. I think the end credits seemed my expectations, but the movie itself felt right in. It felt like a sequel. It felt like Spider Man. I guess in this universe, he's just always going to have to fight Tony Stark's own inventions, because that's what happened last time. And villains. And villains. It's, well, it's interesting. I feel like uh, Spider-Man kind of gets to deal with everything that Iron Man leaves behind, including disgruntled employees.
1: <laughs> yeah, the good things and the bad things. Um, right, good and bad. So do you think this is a proper, I, I guess, a, a proper lead or change-up from Endgame. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Uh, change. Well, I think they did a good job of going back to a single hero movie. You know, after doing so many team films, it's, they still did a really good job.
1: Yeah, and they addressed what happened to people that went away. They all call right. it the blip instead of the snap. Because those people, mostly everybody around the world, doesn't know that it happened from a snap.
0: Right, which is... Yeah, I had to remind myself of that. But yeah, the blip was kind of funny. But um, after talking about it, <laughs> the blip. And yeah. dealing with people who aged five years and coming back, it's an interesting blend.
1: Oh, yeah. It, it all worked for me. And well, let's go ahead and get to the premise of the story. So in this new Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Peter comes back. Uh, from you know this whole event from Avengers Endgame, he's getting back into school and they're going on a trip to England. Is it? Uh, I think it's England. Uh, right.
0: Uh, Europe in general.
1: Well, okay, yeah. His whole class, well, not even whole class. I guess the important people in the story, they're all going to a trip to Europe, and all Peter wants to do is. Impress Mary Jane. That's all he wants to do. Right. But you know, superhero stuff gets in the way, and he's constantly trying to overcome those things.
0: Right. Dealing with being a teenager and Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. And uh, what what did you feel about this movie? How, how did this movie make you feel?
0: Um, it was pretty funny. Uh, and I mean, they did a good job making him seem like a teenager. It's pretty. As opposed to the original trilogy with Spider-Man, he was obviously in his 30s and had 30-year-old problems. Um, this one, he still felt like a teenager, even though it's his what, third time, fourth time on film in the uh, universe.
1: Yeah, definitely. And they also got the the awkward teenager stage, I think. And especially with Mary Jane. I'm I'm not completely sure about how I feel about Mary Jane.
0: Very different uh, portrayal, right?
1: Yeah, very different. Um, it's it's hard to really grasp it. It's I don't know. It's it's very different. Well, That's all I can really say.
0: I think I think it's tr- they're trying to um, either directly or indirectly. I feel like it's directly as these people are pretty, you know, good at what they do in storytelling. They are making the ideal um, or saying that being attracted to someone doesn't mean they're the prettiest, most popular girl in school. Um, you can be attracted to a nerd who's has very dark humor <laughs> and that's okay.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good way to put put it, because I, I really couldn't wrap my head around it. It was right, and it know, was kind I think, of confusing.
0: I think in all the other films and, and films in general, it's always, they're always like slow motion hair flip in the cafeteria uh, with perfect lighting and makeup and short skirts for the love interest, but that's not reality. <laughs>
1: No. And they also build on Flash Thompson. You know, he's still that bully, but not the stereotypical big jock muscular right. guy. That so that's is.
0: also not the case anymore.
1: Yeah. He, or if it ever
0: was, it was just a media's portrayal of what
1: that is. Yeah, he's just the regular guy who just picks on people. But enough about the regular characters. Wait, no, we do have the teachers. And one of those teachers is J B Smooth. How did you feel about hilarious.
0: him? Hilarious, hilarious, unnecessary, but hilarious. Like he didn't need to be there, but it was it was <laughs> it, it was nice to relationship, have relationship. It was it was a nice comedic relief in a different way.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like all of the characters, as far as the the ones in the class, they they really did them well. They made them really interact with the so. story well. And um, let's go ahead and get right down to it. Mysterio, how did you feel about him? So it's
0: hard because I'm trying to judge this movie based on just the movie and not the end credit scenes. But it's Marvel, so I will. I will tell you I was more impressed by him after the end credit scene or the mid credit scene for him than I was during the movie. In the movie, I was like, wow, he's really manipulative. He is like the great mysterious actor. Um, who portrays himself as a hero, which is a common theme in the comics for him. But having him be a dis- old disgruntled employee of Iron Man was great twist. Um, although, I mean, I guess seeing it in the first movie, I was kind of tired of that trope, but it's fine. He it was very different than the first time. Um, and then having him turn and even after death, still creating a world of um of just things are gonna be interesting for Spider Man after revealing his identity and framing him for his murder as if he were a good character. I thought that was very well played by him. And I, the actor in general.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. And you also have to give Marvel slash Sony a lot of credit for how they advertised this movie. They advertised it as Mysterio being a good guy. And he was on the side of Spider-Man, helping him become a better hero. I think,
0: yeah, I think they advertised it so that we would be just as in disbelief as the people in the film were about him being a bad guy.
1: Yeah, that's true. But we all know he is historically a bad guy. So right. eventually, I didn't want it to happen, but he was going to be bad. And that also plays into the theme of this movie, Deception. The, the eyes, you can't always believe what your eyes tell you. This and this, 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 this movie, it plays on so many deceptive things going on with, with uh, Mysterio, with um, the post credit scene, <laughs> with uh, Nick Fury and Maria Hill. It's, it's all so much deception. I, they played it so well in this, this movie. It, it was amazing. <laughs> to me, it was. <laughs>
0: I, no, I thought it was really good, uh, and I also because and again because of the um, end credit scene, I think this movie made Captain Marvel just a little bit better because it further intertwines that storyline into the rest of the MCU. Uh, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that's gonna make you have to change your answer on that. Uh, so, given what we know now. About Nick Fury in this film, it begs the question: When was Nick Fury ever Nick Fury, and when was he a scroll? And according to some popular, you know, Marvel fanatics, they believe he was first a scroll on film in Age of Ultron.
1: Yeah, I saw the video that you sent me. Exactly. And
0: because after
1: the a- after the movie, after seeing Spider-Man: Far From Home, my first thought. Is okay. How long has Nick Fury been away? And my first thought went to The Winter Soldier because that's when he faked his death, and that right. would be the perfect time. And ever since then, he has been he's barely been involved in the movies. Excellent writing, yes. Like, <laughs> this is genius. Like, you can't get any better. I they just continue to impress me, right. And look, make DC just look like garbage.
0: Right, they don't know what they're doing at all. Because they just tied together. You I mean, they're making you go back through movies all the way back to Winter Soldier. Bringing back an element from Captain Marvel. And just flipping the entire script. On the comic book, you know, in the reading, the scrolls infiltrated. And they were Nick Fury and other heroes, but they were evil in doing so. They're using this infiltration the opposite way for the films, having the squirrel being um, good guys. Is, and they're doing it really well.
1: Yeah. This, Cause, I, I still don't know if that changed my mind about Captain Marvel. I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. but.
0: Right. No, I, w- I will say that it is something – if people thought they were being safe in Captain Marvel um, because they didn't know if she was going to be great or not, given her involvement in um, Endgame. I think with that in credit, they proved they either didn't care or had already planned for her to be very involved.
1: Yes, uh, she definitely has to be heavily involved going forward from here. Yeah. But let's get let's get back to the Spider-Man movie. We're going too far into the future.
0: <laughs> right. Right. It's hard not to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, up up until the point where he finally got the glasses from Peter. How did you right. what what did you think of um Mysterio?
0: He was almost like um I don't know, it's it's not like a popular thing for bad guys to do in movies, but he did kind of seem like the clean guy in the suit who he just have a bad feeling about since the beginning of the movie. Um and then he finally shows his true colors. But they did a really good job of hiding it in this movie. If that makes oh,
1: sense. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it all goes back to the deception because right at the beginning of the movie, you see that he's fighting this elemental monster. Right. And it goes on from there, and you see that he tells uh, Nick Fury, Maria Hill, about these elemental monsters that destroyed his home planet, and he's from another Earth. And I, at that time, I was still thinking, he, he's definitely got to be fooling them, because hmm. it does sound kind of weird, you know, these... Elementals. Why would Nick Fury or Maria Hill be kind of? I don't know. Yeah. Why would Why would they believe that? (laughs) Without getting some more background or involving some other Avenger. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with the post credit scene, that answers that. This time around, I felt like Nick Fury was very irritable in this movie. Like he was ready to shoot anybody.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it it could be overcompensation.
1: Yeah, by the the scroll. Right. At Talos, the end of the movie, yeah, Talos, Talos.
0: knows uh, how strict he can be, and that's way he was trying to portray in his role as Nick Fury.
1: Yeah, and I'm guessing he didn't give them any type of resources with well, um, think- the Avengers.
0: Well, I think he. Well, as far. Well, I guess not the Avengers. He didn't, um, because I'm sure in contesting them, he is the only one that can do that, or wants to do that. He didn't give Talos that ability, or permission to do so.
1: Yeah, and um, I felt like the effects that they gave Mysterio whenever he was uh, tricking Peter. It was amazing. Like those effects are on; they were on another level.
0: Oh yes, that whole it was like a nightmare sequence. Um, I was a little bit scared. I was like, "Oh my god, he's still (laughs) falling. Where is he? Like, I'm dizzy. (laughs) I I need this to stop."
1: (laughs) You were fully immersed into the world of Mysterio. You
0: couldn't tell what was reality
1: or not. I just love that scene, and he did it like twice. First, he fools him into. Going into, I guess, a big building where he's thinking that he's talking to Nick Fury right. and then he just throws him into this nightmare sequence. Right. And then he acts like he got shot by the real Nick Fury just to only get the information from Peter and have him right. hit by a train, a real
0: train. Right. <laughs> I mean, that was I was I felt bad for him. I was beat up. I was defeated just like he was when he was talking to Happy afterwards. I was I was mad with him.
1: Yeah, it's wow. This this movie really is. It was amazing. I, that's all I can really say. Is right. Nothing short of amazing. No. Um,
0: also, kind of jumping off track a little bit, but the um, end of the second or the mid credit scene where his secret enemies is revealed. He goes, "What the?" And almost curses. Thought it was hilarious and a reference to um, Samuel Jackson, which it might be, but I forgot and just remembered that's the same way. That Aunt May re- reacted when she first saw him in his suit. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rather than a Spider-Man: Homecoming.
0: Right. So maybe, that was probably a callback to that. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no uh, Stan Lee in this one though.
1: Oh yeah. No. I was so blinded by everything else that I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. He's gone.
1: Yeah. That's a sad, a sad thing to see, but um, hopefully, you know, he's they got some type of hologram or something where they can fit him in to these uh, upcoming movies. But as far as Mysterio, what did you think of his motivations?
0: Um, I thought, I mean, I think it, I think it all made sense. I mean, when they went back and you know, put him into. The scene from uh, the movie where Tony Stark's describing BARF, the technology he's using, was hilarious, but it was a nice fit in. Um,
1: yeah, he, he was going, just standing in the background the whole time right? in Civil War. I thought,
0: I thought that was um, pretty well edited in there, as well as the scientist who was behind the tech who um, was helping uh, oh, the but first I was villain, Iron Man. Right. I was like, wow, look at that. Tony Stark built this in a cave! Right. <laughs> I was like, wow. Revenge of the Nerds.
1: Um, oh, yeah. They, but... they integrated them in so well. And mm-hmm. his whole monologue, it all worked. It, it wasn't just a regular um, speech to the, the superhero, what his whole plan is.
0: No, it all worked.
1: Now, beforehand, right before that happened, they just defeated the last e- elemental mysterio he sacrificed himself i put that in quotation marks sacrificed hmm. himself to defeat the fire elemental and they're right. just sitting in a bar with their helmets off well mysterio has the helmet and mm-hmm. spider-man has the mask but he he's right. not wearing one i'm and i'm looking like what Why is he doing that? Does he just feel like nobody's going to notice who he is? I know he's wearing a different suit, but it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And he just felt more gullible at that moment. Well, I think he
0: was. He let his guard down, literally. And, yeah. I mean, they're doing a good job of of bringing the storyline in where he does have to change his identity um, for a little while because of situations similar to this. Um, But they also are playing with the idea that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, secret identities don't really exist um because it's kind of a stupid concept
1: in real life. <laughs> yes it is. So it's... they're
0: they're walking the line pretty pretty tightly here. But I'm I'm very interested to see where it's going. So I'm oddly enough I'm excited for the next one. Um
1: see he coming around.
0: I well the thing is I want to see how that affects him, but I'm I also wonder are we gonna see how this affects him in his next movie? Or are we gonna see it in another Marvel movie before that? Is it gonna be resolved or come up then? You know? Like it's gonna be the next Captain Marvel movie where this kind of fixes itself, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I think they've done a really good job of interweaving the story so much that you don't have to wait to the next one that has that their name and the title to figure out what's gonna happen next to the character.
1: Yes, I, I agree, but I feel like at this point, they're probably getting away from the whole secret identity thing, because it no, is kind of right? ridiculous. That,
0: He's the only one since Iron Man revealing himself that's had a secret identity.
1: Yeah, it's getting ridiculous to the point where people got all of these cameras and, like, Mysterio drones that can just mm-hmm. see anything. Somebody's got to see when Spider-Man takes off his mask. And, you know, who who other than j Jonah Jameson to break the news. Oh,
0: I forgot. I I I was gonna text you as soon as I saw and walked out. I was like, if you haven't seen the movie yet. You need to just for the mid credit because you're probably gonna cry with excitement. Because (laughs) I I know your favorite character is back. I know you and probably three other people.
1: (laughs) No, that's not true. That is not true. There were other people yelling in the movie theater whenever he came up.
0: (laughs) There's a big following for Jonah Jameson. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, it is, because of that character. What he, what J.K. Simmons brought to that character is amazing.
0: They have heard your, I, your prayers.
1: <laughs> yes, they have. Now, he's not that important, but, you know, just those little things, doing those little things for us Marvel fans, that's what keeps us coming back. That's yeah. why they have right. us. They, they're in our pockets, and they probably will forever. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. they just go ahead and sign me up. I'm yeah. I'm co-signing on everything from here on out because I already have.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um. So, what, what what did you think of Spider-Man? We've talked so much about Mysterio.
0: Well, you know what? This is a common trend, but the villain made the movie for me. <laughs>
1: he did. So Spider-Man
0: did nothing. Spider-Man was great, but it was everything that was happening to Spider-Man and around Spider-Man that made it interesting. With Mary Jane figuring out his identity, um, Ned trying to keep it a secret, Ned having a relationship based off of five minutes that ended by the end of the movie was very interesting. Very interesting side story.
1: Yeah, it was Um,
0: funny. Mysterio's background and how that affects him. Um, Even down to, to Peter getting the glasses from Iron Man, Thinking that's about Peter? Nope, that's about the scrolls because the scrolls did that at the funeral, not Nick Fury. So it was even more about that and not Spider-Man.
1: Well, yeah, uh, but I think it's still he's still got character development now. Oh, yeah.
0: Tons of character development.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Especially just looking back from Spider-Man Homecoming and now he's gone through two Two movies since then, going from Infinity War and uh, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So just coming back down to Earth and being back in class, it's, it's just a, a different situation for him. He's just he just wants a regular life. Well, he he wants to experience what a teenager is supposed to. But he's being weighted down by all of these superhero stuff. And it it was it was a really nice turn. Mysterio, he was amazing. Um
0: he was? now his
1: his his whole motivation is he wants to be looked at as the hero. He wants to be the next Iron Man. And you know, remember I did mention that in our trailer reaction. I said right. maybe he is the next Iron Man. Now he's not, but right. he wanted to be. He wanted to be looked right. at as that. Right. And one thing I also found weird was, you, you know how he framed Spider-Man? They showed that um, little clip of him saying, execute them all or something like that. Right. I thought that was just a weird thing for uh, Peter to say at that moment. I was like, why would he say it like that? Execute them all? W- w- um, the drones?
0: I I thought maybe, I mean, it was just a matter of using the language that the um, Edith was using um, and being direct. As he had messed up so many times previously, with not being clear in what he meant, I just I didn't I didn't think it was weird at the moment.
1: I thought it was because it clearly incriminated him when it came to his identity being thrown out there in the make right right. And these action scenes, they were on another level. Like (laughs) yeah, I I enjoyed every bit of it. Um, So. At the end of this movie, we see that Mysterio, he wants to be looked at as the hero, right. and he's trying to, like, he, he's literally in a green screen suit, <laughs> like, right. that's that's his character, Right. but he dies you at know, the end of this but movie. But you,
0: know you know who did this first? Who's that? Syndrome
1: in The Incredibles. Oh, yes, yes, that is very
0: he true. Is, he is very much that character.
1: Mm-hmm. He is Syndrome the guy. Syndrome wants to
0: be incredible. Uh, Mr. Incredible. Had to build the tech to do it. Was killed by the family in the end.
1: Well, supposedly killed. That's what I was going to get to. Do you okay. think is still alive?
0: I don't. I don't think he's alive. Do I think he may have done things similar to the video he put out to... Uh, Make it seem as though he's still alive or has influence of some kind, uh, maybe. But
1: I, I think he's dead. <sighs> no, he can't be dead. If I he, mean, if he's,
0: th- it'd be easy for him not to be. It would. But I think he's dead.
1: No, he he does better if he's not dead. You know how some characters like like in Black Panther yeah. with uh, Killmonger, his death right. that actually you know, helps the movie. Right. Now, as far as Mysterio dying, I don't think it doesn't help the movie, but it helps the movie even more if he's still alive. Because that just builds on the whole deception of his character.
0: Oh, yeah, it builds the deception of his character, but it it would um, make his claim in the credit scene not as valid. Because his whole thing in the end credit scene was Spider-Man killed him.
1: Yeah, but... I mean that would clear Spider-Man which eventually is going to happen.
0: I, I I guess if he's still alive that's that's yeah, that's a big possibility.
1: Yeah. And you, you just got to bring him back. This this really sets up for the whole Sinister Six. Just imagine having the Vulture, uh yeah. Scorpion, he was in jail with the Vulture, yeah. uh Mysterio, maybe this Venom uh with Uh, Eddie Brock that he's never met. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not sure how that works because he's never had any type of history. Yeah. Um, And somebody else. Maybe the Green Goblin. They might uh, introduce him. I'm not sure. But Mm -hmm. I'd love to see this. The whole. I'd just love to see it just to see how Spider-Man can get out of this. Because going against six of his villains at one time. I think that, w- that that would be amazing.
0: I think it would, but I feel like the way that Marvel's done Spider-Man so far is his problems haven't really been his own. So far, the battles he's fought were because of Tony. Um, so even his villain Mysterio wasn't really the, this Mysterio wasn't really Spider-Man's villain. He was Iron Man's villain. Spider-Man just a lot to fight him.
1: But at this point. He is the villain of Spider-Man.
0: No, he's the villain of the movie, yeah. I'm saying, like, he, his whole intent... You look at Senator... I mean, like, the old cartoons, we must kill Spider-Man. Like, their whole focus is, is Spider-Man. And that's the villain. Clearly, they don't like him. But this Spider-Man, he hasn't had anyone... I, I mean, I guess uh, Vulture was this way somewhat. But again, it was just because Spider-Man got in the way by accident.
1: Um, well... That that's but that still makes it his villain. Like they started out as against Tony Stark, but Spider-Man got in the way of that, which makes which really makes him the center of attention. Since Stark is gone, they're going oh, after yeah. the Spider-Man.
0: He's, he's definitely the center of attention. I'm just saying I'm the, I don't see a movie where they market it where he's not the accidental hero. You know, so far he's been the accidental hero.
1: Yes, but you can still work the Sinister Six movie in here the right way.
0: Yeah, even if they do, I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know if they if they think he can't be in a movie and stand on his own or why they haven't really given him a role without being influenced by other people in the universe. Maybe that'll happen with the third one with the Sinister Six movie, possibly, but I'm not so sure.
1: Well, I don't think the next movie would be a Sinister Six. I feel like you, you might need to, you know, build out, build up maybe a couple more villains. So you see where they have the problem with Spider-Man, where they want to get rid of him. And another thing is, you have to see how the other heroes would not be involved in this. Exactly. If all these other villains are attacking him at once.
0: Right. Which I don't see. Even if there was a Sinister Six movie, I have a hard time seeing he'd be by himself.
1: Yes. Another thing is that, you know, it didn't happen, but it's still possible. Is the element of a multiverse. Okay. That that's something that's probably forgotten in all of this, but well, it. They they
0: he said it, but we all we know most things he said was a lie. So it's still possible, um, but I kind of look at it like how they did um, the Mandarin in Iron Man 3. Yeah, he was in there, but it wasn't really the Mandarin. And yeah, they mentioned the multiverse this time, but we found out he was lying. So maybe there's really not one. You know, they're kind of in that area right now.
1: Yeah, they they could save that for the, for the future, really. They should. Yeah, that's true. They they have the scrolls and the Kree, which will probably be pushed to the forefront with Captain Marvel being one of the pillars of the MCU coming up.
0: Right, it has to. I mean, they've interweaved themselves pretty deeply, pretty quickly. Uh, I guess Spider Man's never going to be a a news uh, person now.
1: No, you mean like just taking pictures?
0: Right. They they've gotten rid of that piece.
1: Yeah. I, I don't and really I guess, care about that.
0: I guess they've changed Joe J. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson's whole thing. He was involved with the news, and that's his name. But instead of doing the newspaper, he's on, like, CNN, which is different, but still good.
1: Yeah, but that also comes from, like, the video games, because the the video games have now had him or some other guy. I forgot what the wow. other guy's name is, but he just shows up on a big screen just talking about the news
0: gotcha. and, and that, about That Spider-Man. makes sense for the times. That makes sense for the times.
1: Yeah, definitely. But I'm I'm very excited to see where they go with Spider Man from here. Hopefully they get some other characters involved and see how they interact and we get more Spider Man villains, some iconic ones, you know, from our top five lists. Yeah. And um wow, they just continue to impress.
0: Yeah, they really good
1: that with this one. Yeah, so um just going on from that, let's talk about the post credit scene with Nick Fury. Um. So, what do you think he was? I have no idea. No idea whatsoever
0: what they're doing with that. Um. Yeah. He he's obviously on a, a spaceship with uh the scrolls. Seems like they've um put themselves up quite a bit since Captain Marvel.
1: Yeah, it's been like sure. thirty years.
0: <laughs> right. So they've they've done some work. They're no longer just refugees. Um, but I I don't know. I'm very curious and I'm not sure when we'll find out,
1: but. Well, I feel like we'll probably find out. Uh, I don't know. It might be another two years. Yeah, because <laughs> when you think about it, they're talking about this Black Widow movie coming out next year. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the fast. centerpiece as far as like the, the May, April timeline. Right. And then Eternals somewhere after that. So Could possibly find about it there. I, I don't know what, what what exactly are the Eternals.
0: I'd I'd have to do some more reading and um, research on them, but I believe they are kind of like um, one step closer to the highest levels beings who keep and restore balance the universe. Um, they've always been here, always will be, and they're kind of the keepers of uh, reality. So. They're really big concepts, so I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to scale them down for the movies because they kind of just show up when they want. Uh, yeah,
1: it would be interesting. Like, what is going to be there to be that um, obstacle for them to overcome?
0: Why do they or why are they why are they coming up? What's 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 happening? Is it just going to be a response to Thanos and and having to need to meet? Talk about how to never let that happen again or what? I don't
1: know. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, it might be another two years before we really find out what was Nick Fury doing. How long has he been doing this? And where is he going from here? Right. And and just to get like a just to give give a prediction, I feel like Nick Fury, he's been working with the Scrolls, of course, and he's trying to fight oh. Kree slash Skrull War. As far as this uh, Nick Fury thing, he's probably s- sided with the scroll in this galactic war that might be coming soon, as far as the well, Kree and the Scroll. Well,
0: you say soon. Um, remember, the peace treaty was signed by the Skrull. Well, not the Skrull. It was signed by um, Xandar and the Kree Empire Back in Guardians of the Galaxy One, so who knows what is going on in their timeline with the Creed and the Scroll at this point? Was they as far part as of, the- of this treaty? Because um, they were running in the 90s, but perhaps when that treaty was signed, they were fine. Maybe Nick Fury had a hand in that.
1: It's but all as far, from as-, the air. as far as this treaty. What are the details of that? I don't know if that was discussed. Well,
0: it, wasn't, it wasn't discussed yet, but I'm sure we will find out what that is
1: pretty soon. Yeah, and I feel like... I mean, they, they did talk about the destruction of Xander. That's what Thanos had to go through to get the Power Stone. Right. But I feel like there's probably going to be some type of leftover people from that. Because even though we saw all of the Asgardians get destroyed. It wasn't really all of them, even though that ship got destroyed. So there's probably still some Xandar, Zandorian people out there,
0: yeah, which will probably possible. include
1: like uh, the character Nova. I think he's from Xandar or part, or part of the, the Nova Corps.
0: That's very possible.
1: Th- do you know anything about him, Nova?
0: Well, I mean, he's, a generic space hero, but pretty popular in the comics. That's what he is. Um, so, I mean, if they're going to bring him up, I mean, people were floating him around for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Maybe even maybe Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will figure out what's going on with him. We still have Adam. Um, Adam you know, Warlock. Adam Warlock. We still have him to figure out what they're going to do with um, after the end credit scene where um, he was built by Aisha. So, I don't know. There's a lot of characters floating around there who should definitely be alive in this universe
1: who we just haven't seen yet. Ghost uh, from Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's still alive. Right. It makes me curious. What they, what are they going to do with her? How, I'm not sure.
0: I don't know.
1: Something they can do deal, anything. They quantum. can do
0: nothing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure Quantum will come back. Um, Probably not as heavily as it was. They had to throw a lot in in that movie for uh, Endgame to make sense a little bit. So I'm not sure how much we'll hear about it, but I'm sure it'll come back.
1: Yeah. Um, So where do they go from here as far as the MCU future? I know we're kind of getting off topic.
0: Space is a new frontier.
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: I think I think Captain Marvel will lead the efforts um, on the galactic scale, and I think Black Panther will still have some home things to deal with, um, and kind of keep things on the Earth in his films. Same with Spider-Man. Um, and let, I, I, some, I feel like Spider-Man and, and Captain Marvel are going to have something to do with each other. In a film soon, um, because of the scroll being shown in their end credit scenes, even the small one like that. Um, but I think he will primarily be on Earth. Doctor Strange is going to be the cosmic realm. So I think those are the three areas: cosmic space, and if there's anything left on Earth, Black um, like Panther
1: will deal with that. Oh, well, also you got to think of the new Captain America and uh, Winter just... Soldier.
0: They'll just be in team up films. We need to call the Avengers back together, but they're not getting their own movie anytime soon,
1: so Well they have their own show coming up.
0: This is true. A show. And one thing from that show will be relevant to you overall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They said that the show these shows that they're gonna get on Disney Plus are gonna be important to the whole Marvel universe.
0: Yeah, but the same way they stretch. Anytime you have a show, that season, there's one big idea, and it's stretched across seven episodes. So let's say these these two shows have three or four seasons. That's three or four little drops to something relevant to the entire scene that universe. So how important is that?
1: Well, it, it could be pretty important because, you know, the the whole thing with Nick Fury, that video that you sent me with right. him being Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Right. He was in, I think, four or five episodes.
1: Yeah. And it was important. He had,
0: he had a lot of seasons in that show.
1: I haven't even watched watch.
0: it. Exactly. Because you didn't need to.
1: <laughs> no, it was mainly because it was boring starting off and I just couldn't get into it.
0: Because you have to have a show. It has to be boring. Otherwise, it'd be an hour-long movie. No. So they got out of a bunch of relationships. Meaningless, meaningless character development for people you don't care about.
1: Um, you don't care about anybody in that show, really. I don't know where they go from here. I'm excited to see where they go. But what they started out with and what, where they are right now is really amazing.
0: It, it is. It is. Also, um, I thought in this movie, Happy... Having him be the one to talk to Spider-Man about what Iron Man would have wanted, I think it's so powerful, for one, because he's his best friend, two, because again, he was the director of that movie, so of course he knows how Iron Man would have wanted things to be. So two levels, very impressed, very amazed. His relationship with Aunt May, also hilarious.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of hilarious things in this movie. Um, all of the relationships and interactions between each character. Right. It it was really funny.